You're listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast, where we discuss current events, social issues, religious trends, and noteworthy news from a biblical perspective. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode of the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Soker. This episode is being released on January 26th, 2023. And this is the last episode for the month of January, so we're going to be doing our monthly news roundup. Rather than focusing on just one story or topic, we're going to be briefly talking about a few different stories from the news recently. So this week we're talking about Cambridge Dictionary changing the definition of woman, the generosity of those who are more engaged with the scriptures, and a bill that could outlaw pornography. For links to these stories as well as related materials, check out the show notes for this episode at plainbibleteaching.com slash podcast slash zero one. 2623. Before we get into our stories, I want to make one quick comment here at the beginning. The Plain Bible Teaching Podcast has gone through a few different iterations over the years. It started with some short seasons that each season was focused on a particular topic, and those rotated fairly quickly. And then it went into a period where we we're answering Bible questions, and now We are going through different social issues and current events and those sorts of things. So because it's kind of evolved over time and been in different forms, I've never really had certain episode numbers for the episodes that are being released like some podcasts do, where they will announce at the beginning, this is episode number whatever of such and such podcast. I've never done that with this podcast here. But recently I was curious as far as how many episodes have been released of the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast if we were to count all of them sequentially. And if my calculations are correct, then this episode here is the 300th episode of the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast, which I suppose is pretty cool. And there are, I think, two factors that have contributed to this, where we've hit this milestone of 300 episodes Number one is that I can be a little bit stubborn, and maybe that's a good thing, at least depending on how it's manifested. But when I start something, I have a hard time quitting it. So here we are with 300 episodes now of this podcast. But the second reason and the more important reason is that I receive good support and encouragement from listeners to the podcast, and that definitely is a big motivation to continue. So I want to, again, as I always do, but make a specific point here to thank you for listening to this podcast. Whether you've been following the show for a while or you just recently discovered it, I appreciate that you take time, your valuable time, to tune in to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast, and I hope that this episode and every episode that you listen to is worthwhile to you. Well, thank you. So now for our stories this week. Cambridge Dictionary bows to woke activists changes definition of woman. From Faithwire, Cambridge Dictionary has been accused of giving in to woke activists by changing its definition of woman to be inclusive of those who identify as transgender. The updated definition of the word woman now states in its secondary characterization that the term describes an adult who lives and identifies as female, 
though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. Likewise, the secondary definition for the word man is now an adult who lives and identifies as male, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. The two example sentences for the newly defined woman are, she was the first trans woman elected to a national office, and Mary is a woman who was assigned male at birth. Now, languages are always evolving. This is why dictionaries are always changing. And most of the time, a new definition for a word is fairly inconsequential. But this is another indication of just how firmly entrenched transgender ideology is in our society. And this is after an incredibly short period of time. But there's one point here that I want us to remember as we think about this. Dictionaries only reflect how words are used in our modern society. They do not determine what is true. The Cambridge Dictionary may have changed their definition of a woman, but the actual and true definition of a woman has not changed. Jesus said in Mark 10 and verse 6, But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. So what constitutes a man and a woman, a male and a female, that was defined by God. And it necessarily includes the physical bodies that we have. Now, those who argue for transgenderism, they're arguing against God's design from the beginning. Why would anyone do that? Notice what Jesus said in the context of that verse we just quoted in Mark chapter 10. Beginning in verse 2, it says, Some Pharisees came up to Jesus, testing him, and began to question him whether it was lawful for a man to divorce a wife. And he answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. But Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Jesus specifically addressed the issue of divorce in that context. And we're talking about transgenderism. But they do have something in common. And what that is, is that they both go against what God made from the beginning. When one wants to put away his spouse for just any cause, he is going against what God made from the beginning. When one wants to embrace this transgender ideology, they're going against what God made from the beginning. Well, why would anyone do that? Jesus said there in verse 5, it was because of the hardness of your heart. Those who are hard-hearted are going to reject God's will in favor of their own will because they don't want to change their will to conform to God's will. So they reject God because they want their will to be, in their mind, what the reality is. So transgenderism is just one manifestation of this. It's something that has quickly come about, and we are still trying to react to it and trying to prepare those around us to face this, especially those who are younger, trying to prepare them to face this. But what this, what this does or where this comes from, it is a rejection of God's design and God's will from the beginning. 
Our second story. Study finds scripture-engaged Americans gave more than $145 billion to charity in 2021. From Charisma News, a recent study conducted by the American Bible Society revealed that American Christians who are engaged with the Bible gave more than $145 billion to charitable causes aside from church tithes in 2021. The study found that practicing Christians, those who are actively living out their faith, are much more likely to give according to America Bible Society's State of the Bible report. Then they define what they mean by scripture engaged. American Bible Society defines scripture engagement as consistent interaction with the Bible that shapes a person's choices and transforms their relationships with God, self, and others. Then it goes on and says, those who are scripture engaged are much more likely than others to donate to charity. Four out of five report giving compared to just over half of those who are Bible disengaged. Then it says a total of 80% of scripture-engaged Americans gave to charity in 2021, compared to 68% of those in what they call the movable middle, and 53% of scripture-disengaged Americans. Now, this shouldn't surprise us given how much emphasis there is in the scripture on doing good and helping others, particularly those who are in need. When the church was first established, it resulted in an extraordinary need. Because in Acts 2, you had Jews from all over different parts of the world coming to Jerusalem for the day of Pentecost. They heard the gospel. Many of them obeyed it. And then they continued in Jerusalem longer than they had planned to be there. And so there was an incredible need that had developed there within the Christians there in Jerusalem. So brethren stepped up to help. In Acts 4, verse 32, it says, And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and not one of them claimed that anything belonging to him was his own, but all things were common property to them. Then verse 34 and 35 says, For there was not a needy person among them. For all who were owners of lands or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sales and lay them at the apostles' feet, and they would be distributed to each as any had need. So here you have these brethren there who made up the early church. They were willing to sell their property in order to give this money in order, and help those of their brethren who were in need. Paul, when he wrote to the, to the Galatians in Galatians 6 and verse 10, said, So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Now, obviously, we can be generous without giving to charity. But as that study and that report shows that this was how much was given to charity, that is one way that we can do good to others. But it's not the only way that we can do good to others. But remember the instruction that Paul gave to Timothy of what he was to teach those who are rich in 1 Timothy 6, 17 and 18. He said, instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. As God has blessed us abundantly, and we, as we look at our life, we know that he has. We need to look for opportunities to help those who are in need. So the more that we understand what the scriptures teach, that should lead us to do good 
and to help others and to share what God has blessed us with. The third story. Obscenity is not protected speech. Senator introduces bill that could outlaw pornography. From Faithwire. Could a modern-day prohibition be underway? If Senator Mike Lee gets his way, the answer to that question will be yes. Late last week, and this is from December, late last week, the lawmaker introduced a bill to officially attach a legal definition for the word obscene, WFLA-TV reported. The legislation, the Interstate Obscenity Definition Act, was filed based on the Communications Act of 1934. In it, Lee asserts obscenity is not protected speech under the First Amendment and is prohibited from interstate or foreign transmission under U.S. law. Now, this story, as I mentioned, was from last month. I missed doing a monthly news roundup episode at the end of December when I would have shared this. So I'm sharing it now. But this bill would effectively outlaw pornography by defining it as obscene and not protected by the First Amendment. And based on what I could gather here in the last couple of days, it looks like this bill so far has gone nowhere, which really is not surprising. But I wanted to bring it up to make a couple brief points about pornography. Jesus said over in Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 and 28, You have heard that it was said, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery in his heart. So Jesus is saying here in these verse, in these two verses, not to look at a woman to lust after her. And if you do that, that constitutes adultery in your heart. Now, one can be guilty of this without viewing pornography. But pornography is one of the major ways that this is seen or this is manifested in our modern society. Now, it would, obviously, I think we would all agree, it would be a great thing if pornography were to disappear entirely from the internet and everywhere else. But we should not be waiting for the government to outlaw it. Whether it is deemed legal or illegal, we need to have no part in it. Would it make it easier for someone who is struggling with pornography to give it up if it were illegal? Well, it could be. I've had conversations with someone who smokes cigarettes, and he's told me that if they would just make that illegal, he would have a lot easier time quitting. And that could be the case with pornography. But we need to exercise self-control and discipline and have a purity of heart that whether this is legal or illegal, we need to make sure that we keep ourselves free from it, that we learn to avoid it. So while my guess is this bill is not ever going to go anywhere, that this is never going to become a law, whether it ever does or not, we don't need to wait for this to cause us to say, well, now I'm finally going to give this up. We need to put this away or never get involved in it in the first place because this constitute adultery in one's heart. Jesus says, do not look at a woman with lust for her. This is not something, even though it's become very common in the world around us, and even among those who claim to be religious, this cannot be part of our lives as Christians. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. I hope you found this to be interesting and informative, 
and helpful. For links to the stories we've talked about, as well as other related materials, visit the show notes for this episode at plainbibleteaching.com slash podcast slash 012623. If you have a moment to rate and review the podcast or share it with others, that would be appreciated. And if you're listening to this, remember that we are also uploading video versions of the podcast now to the Plain Bible Teaching YouTube channel. So if you prefer video to audio, then that option is there for you. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the channel so you can see other videos as they're released. And if you see a news story that you think would make for a good discussion, please email that to me at andy at plainbibleteaching.com. Thanks again for listening, and I hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Also, be sure to sign up for the Plain Bible Teaching Weekly Newsletter. This free newsletter will be delivered to your inbox each Friday with articles, podcasts, videos, sermon outlines, and more. Visit plainbibleteaching.com to subscribe today.